different if you're going to dial in and find me or not. I mean, everybody has been sending emails in, you know, hey, Alan, where the hell are you? We haven't heard a show in a couple of weeks, blah, 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 all up in my ass. It's like, hey, this ain't a paid performance. I'm not a trained seal. You're not going to flip a fish out there and I'm going to snatch the shit right out of the air. But, uh, you know, I had some people on the old email on the mind of constant motion. They're like, hey, what's your new email address? Well, if you listen to the show and actually listen to it instead of touching yourself every time you hear my voice, it's it's changed. It is, you know, it's probably been maybe a month, I think, is what we said from the last time. But it's Diary of a Bald Man, 1968 at gmail.com. Okay. And what's the website address? Try to remember from the last show. Yes, diaryofabaldman.com. So things are changing, right? We're getting ready to get, you know, set into a whole new year, all new shows, interviews, uh, going over more things, you know, because in my 54 years, people are like, Alan, you know, you're talking about 1999. You talk about this. What happened in the 70s? I don't remember. It was a blur. I mean, 74 is in the Philippines, 76, 77, Guam, uh, in between there. We'll get to that, you know. But one of the things is, is let's get to each other first. You know, the one downside about social media and about some podcasts, not mine. You know, there's some others out there too. Everybody's always trying to find the perfect, perfect thing to lure you in, to get you interested, to, you know, make a sale. I ain't selling shit. I'm telling you about the good, bad, and the ugly that I went through. We're trying to connect through this format and communication. And, you know, people say, well, Alan, we like this, but when are you going to do a video? I've got a face made for radio. I've got a face made for podcasts. So we'll think about it. Let's look at that for 2023. You know, people like the videos. And, you know, it's it's been hard, you know, this year talking about videos. Christy Alley, you know, when, if you don't know who Christy Alley was, she was a great actress. You know, she just recently passed away. But one of my favorite movies, the one I probably remember her most for, is Look Who's Talking. And, you know, a lot of people are like, they've never heard of it. And it's like, how, how can you not? How could you not know who that is? Um, you know, Christy Alley and Bruce Willis were together. And, you know, Bruce Willis had, you know, some funny stuff in there. I mean, when you think about Bruce, you don't think of him you know, outside of Welcome Back, Cotter, and for you young ones, and according to Spotify, we got a lot of young listeners. Look it up, Welcome Back, Cotter, you know, and Bruce Willis is just a funny son of a bitch. You know, he he's great in the movie. He does a lot of serious stuff too, but him and Christy Alley did, I thought, a great job on that. So, you know, when you think about these things, for us older generation, the gray line, right? Us old people, our Gen X's and stuff, we think about the little things that made us laugh. Yeah. And, you know, you think about the young people that are coming out now, and it's like, who is your greatest influence? And they're like, oh, you know, and they start talking about anime and things like that, or they talk about Marvel comics, you know, because Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds does a great damn job on that. But, you know, for those of us who remember Ryan Reynolds back in the early 2000s, he did that movie Van Wilder, you know, where he was a professional college student. But people seem today is like just strictly Deadpool. You know, they, they don't think of where he started at. And that's important. Where did we start? You know, 
Christy Alley didn't start with Look Who's Talking. She was in other shows too. But it's at that moment of impact, right, that we say, man, I liked her in this. I liked him in that. You know, I thought this was a great display of their character and their ability to do these things. And that's something we think about often. I mean, while you're listening to the show right now, you know, some of you are like, what the hell is Welcome Back, Cotter? You know, um, AbFab, you know, with some of the British stuff that we're out in the time too. And, you know, we think about where was something I remember picking this up? And that's what people ask me in the emails. Hey, what happened in this time frame? You know, what happened in that time frame? I mean, right now, you know, there's a lot of groups and discussions going on because I'm going to treat this as though it's one of my active shooter classes. We don't talk about the shooter, right? We don't want to give them any more notoriety than what they already have. But in recent events, you know, a certain basketball player was traded for a person who was a mass distributor of weaponry. You know, he, he was a gun salesman. He sold weapons and munitions and armament. We're not going to name either one of them. But, you know, everybody that remembers the Marine that was over there, they're like, well, this basketball player didn't want to come out for the national anthem. Uh, this Marine was proud of the United States. You know, this guy did this. This guy that sold weapons, and we traded that for a basketball player. Why couldn't we get the Marine? You know, stop and think for a second. We don't know everything about all these people. I mean, we know some things, right? We know the the basketball player has a certain following because, you know, she won Olympic gold, right? And people like myself said, well, you know, she was traveling into this country and she knew that that vape may have had some CBD. I'm not against CBD. I'm not against, you know, people that vape. I smoke. But we're judging them based off limited information. So when you think about that, where are you getting your information from? Is it news? Is it other podcasts? Is it Facebook? And a lot of it is on social media. You know, you get hyped up things and, you know, people get hyped up about it because of what they believe. I do believe that for that uh, Russian gentleman that we traded, we should have been able to get both out, but different countries, different laws. And that's why the volleyball player was arrested. While she did not think that the vape, her vape would be considered a legal drug, you know, over there, they did. And when you go through customs, you have to declare things or you have to put into amnesty boxes certain things that may be prohibited. But see, a lot of times you, you get the information about where you're going from the people they're sending you. So maybe whoever set up her travel should have said, hey, if you go to this country, make sure you wear a scarf. In this country, please make sure that uh, you cover your face. You don't have this in your possession. So where, what happened? Bad communication. Same thing with the Marine that's over there. His imprisonment, you know, is because allegedly spying. But we don't know everything. Was he set up? Was he actually spying? So before we judge others, let's judge ourselves. You know, and by judging, it's like, have we done anything wrong? I know I have. Hey, I'm not going to deny it. I do stupid shit. But, you know, did I do something wrong to benefit myself, to take away or deprive others? You know, we don't know everything behind everything. So when we do that, instead of judging that individual, say, what would I do? How would I survive all this over there? Think about your feet being in their footsteps or in their footprints. Think about you're the one casting that shadow. 
would people look at you and say, yeah, you know, I want to take those CBD gummies over there and try to pass them off as regular gummies. Bill went over there knowing that that hand sanitizer was 105 proof. They just cooked it in the backwoods of Eastern Tennessee three days ago. So when we look at things, please remember the source that it's coming from. Is it feeding us and giving us good information or is it feeding what we want to hear? So think about that. While you're thinking about that, I want you to look around at the people around you, okay? So this time of year is generally pretty tough, right? We've got loss of daylight savings time, so we got less sunlight. That affects a lot of things, the circadian rhythm. That affects moods too because of vitamin D. And, you know, so different people have different stresses too. You know, think about guys in construction that are out on the road. Truck drivers that are out on the road. Military members. So now they've got limited daylight, not getting a lot of vitamin D, not getting out there, you know, as much as they used to. They're separated and segregated from family members. They're separated from people that they want to be connected with. So they get into these depressed modes, right? And then we're constantly reflecting, saying, should I have done this? Could I have done something different? Could I just do this and go home and get out of the way? And then they're worried about you know, finances, because right now is not a great time financially for anybody, you know. So depression sets in. If you see changes in people around you, please stop for a minute, go up to them and say, hey, how are you doing? Don't judge them. They, they may flip a little bit. You know, things happen. It, it could be that time of month for a female. It could be that time of month for a male. You know, male have menopause type things too. You know, not the same thing, not where their body's ripping out the eggs and all the cramps and stuff, but you have hormone and chemical changes as well. Some people are affected by the full moon. They could just be batshit crazy and you have to deal with it. But when you see these changes, take a minute. You know, it's that time of year where some people may not have family in that area. Uh, they're, you know, possibly introverted where they don't get out and they don't get with others. And so they have a feeling of being misplaced or alone. If you can do that, reach out. You know, it's the season for giving. You know, if you see a homeless person, keep some change in your pocket. You may not have much, you know, especially with today. Every, everybody is kind of hinky because the flu is spreading real bad. And, you know, these people are out there. Am I saying condone or promote? No. But if you give that person a dollar, they get a cup of coffee, then they get change, and then they see another poor and homeless person. You know, what they see and what happens to them hopefully reflects and mirrors onto others. It's a season for giving. You know, everybody in today's society, we're worried about, oh, you know, I got to do this because my friends are doing this for this, these kids. Or like back in the day when Tickle Me Elmo was a huge thing, you know, everybody was rushing to get it because they wanted their kid to have it. Because we are so responsive to other people's needs, we forget about people, including ourselves. You know, again, if you see somebody in need, just talk to them. You know, if they look like they're getting bad, remind them, say, hey, if you need somebody to talk to, I'm not here, dial 988. You know, it's not just the National Suicide Hotline. But there may be other things. They may not tell you everything for the simple fact. They don't want to bring you down. They don't want to change your mode and mentality. Nobody can. You're responsible for what you think. Whether you applaud like everyone should that, you know, we were able to get an American out of captivity. 
maybe it's not the one we thought because of the limited information we have on that, that, hey, it should have been the Marine. It should have been this. She knowingly did that. Well, maybe she did. But again, did anybody brief her? Do we know the true facts behind it or just what media puts out? Because we're not going to hear everything. And you know it's true because when people ask you about yourself, you know, very few people will actually tell somebody everything because they're worried about the way we're interpreted, the way we're seen. You know, it, it's insane. You know, it's like some people, if you went on to LinkedIn right now and you put up something, some professionals will jump in your ass and say, this is not Facebook, Instagram, something. But if it's your personality to try and cheer somebody up, post it, fuck them. You know, it's your thing. Your people that know you say, hey, Alan cuts up, Billy cuts up, Jeff cuts up. They know that you're going to put something up there that's going to make them laugh and shake their head and say, you know what? You're an HR case just waiting to happen. That's okay. You know, and to prove the point, the reason I say go to LinkedIn, you go to LinkedIn, you put me in, Alan Wolford, right? And you'll see where I posted the same thing about 988. You'll see where I posted the same information about this is a rough time of year. And it truly is. I mean, for me, December sucked. You know, December uh, back in the early 70s was when my mother gave me up. Uh, then years later, December was the year that I lost my daughter. So I hated December. I hated it. Fucking hated it. Until I met my wife, you know. Christmas came and went. Yeah, we got toys and shit. Got jacked up on candy and things like that. But anytime December came around, I would get depressed. So I put this up on LinkedIn. Hey, you see somebody, say something, right? 988, get some help. Don't be alone. Don't take your own life. Don't waste a great thing. Don't waste it, you know? And it had 800, maybe 800 and something views and 10 people clicked on it. So a week later, or actually, excuse me, a week prior, I'd put up a picture and it was just a f funny meme about safety people. So, you know, a lot of people view safety in different ways. And they view it as either, oh, you're an office safety, you're a funny field safety, uh, you're a safety cop. You know, it just depends on the how the average person looks at it. And what was odd is it showed that, you know, it was two golf players, uh, Mr. Daly and, oh, shit. <laughs> it's funny, it's talking about... You know, with the, my own post. But see, that that's how our minds work. And I can remember Dally, right? Because he makes me laugh. I mean, he's a funny son of a bitch. But then everybody's like, well, Alan, you know, how can you not remember one of the greatest golf players? And it's like, well, you know, it, he's great to you because you follow golf. You love golf. I just enjoyed looking at the guy and the way he was dressed up and saying, okay, I know this other guy, but I can't think about it. And people were like, Alan's Tiger Woods. I was like, okay, I, I know it's Tiger now. I knew it was Tiger, but you don't see his face, but you see Dally standing there in his britches. So long story short, I put, a, I put something that was serious because people don't like to think about mental health because then they reflect on themselves in issues where they have, you know, times where they were depressed and almost did stupid shit. And I've said numerous times on the shows, I almost committed suicide in 2007, right? I respond to that. I saw what happened. I got over that. But what bothered me is on a professional, and again, this is how social media is driven. I put that thing up about 988. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get other safeties and other people because I've been around the globe. I've been around the world, you know, not Europe. 
So I've got a lot of outreach and people that I reach out to and I'm thinking about and trying to let them know, hey, if something shitty happens, call the number. Don't waste it. So again, less than 900. So I put this up about Tiger Woods and Dally, right? And it just says office safety and field safety. And I told everybody, have a great Tuesday. Within three days, it had 42,000 impressions. It was reposted by 73 of my connections. It had over 848 comments and, or excuse me, likes and hearts, 41 comments. But for the serious one on the serious social media, it only had 10. Wow. So is it more professional to make somebody laugh and spread it around because, you know, two known golf players or with a critical message saying, hey, this is December. Look out for yourself, coworkers, family, people that are remote, people that are isolated. Which one was more professional? Everybody views things differently. They bust on you one minute for one thing, but on another, they'll try and one-up you. You know, forget about the likes. Don't worry about if your shit's liked. You know, if you put out an important message, it will get to somebody. Unless somebody's too chicken shit to say, hey, you know, I do remember Alan saying 988. So I want you to think about, you know, you survived. Somebody else went out. Somebody you knew. I mean, I've lost many many friends and people I've known in just the past three years. I mean, a lot. People I worked with up in Alaska, people I was on Guam with, people fucking younger than me. Ah, it's crazy. But the gray line's thinning. You know, Gen X, whatever you want to call it, the gray line is going down. And we're going to be fucked in the future because you got... People relying on artificial intelligence, so fuck them trying to learn anything. You got them so stoked up on social media, they don't have to think for themselves. Once they hear it from five different sources, oh, that's what I'm going to believe. I'm not going to challenge that because five different people said the same thing, not knowing, hey, those companies are all owned or controlled or regulated by the same sons of bitches. When we get back, let's talk a little bit more on the thinning gray line and Think about what we're going to do for 2023. We'll see you in just a moment.
Alan Wolford has produced this podcast for entertainment purposes. Neither this nor any other podcast he produced constitute legal, medical, marital, sexual, or professional advice. The opinions and views presented by Alan are his own and do not reflect the views or opinions of employers, clients, family, Facebook groupies, promotional sponsors, or baby Jesus. Any health information shared or mentioned as an alternative does not create any patient-physician relationship or other professional relationship between the audience and the presenters. No person listening to any podcast from this rocket surgeon should act or refrain from acting based on the content of a podcast without first seeking appropriate professional advice and or counseling. Nor shall the information be used to substitute for professional advice and counseling. As stated earlier, this show is for entertainment purposes, not how to lead or change your life, do what is best for you, or what your spouse approves of. Alan Wolford and all guests of the show expressly disclaim all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on any and all contents of this site. search for something intellectual and fulfilling you've tuned into the diary of a bald man and there is no going back let the moaning groaning and bitching begin in five four three two one all right sinners welcome back to the shit show this is alan wolford you're listening to diary of a bald man so let's talk about the thinning gray line you know a lot of people a lot of people, um, just in the past two years, I, I don't know what's going on. You know, we've got all the miracles of science. We've got modern medication. We've got, well, too much modern medication. That's why we have a fucking opioid crisis right now. Uh, don't get me started on that. That's on another show that's coming up, actually. But, you know, we've got so many great minds and people that are just disappearing. They're just disappearing. You know, suicide has increased since 2018, 2017. I'd have to double check with the BLS and uh, CDC, but suicides increased. And, you know, they're looking at causes. You know, in safety, we call it root cause analysis. What caused it? You know, it's not all the uh, seasonal depression that's affiliated with, you know, vitamin D or lack of D. Uh, You know, there's so many other things. You know, some physicians... Now, you know, when a person dies, they do a toxicology screen. They look, okay, was there drugs, medication, you know, some kind of chemical influence. But then in other cases, people are actually looking at more of the blood work. Hey, what were their other levels? Magnesium, sodium, you know, all these different things that people just don't think about. You know, it's like uh, on previous shows when we were talking about things to improve the mood, we said chocolate, right? You remember how we were talking earlier about women having their periods, well, things that they would like to have would be chocolate, you know, ibuprofen, heating pads, things to alleviate. So one of the things that, you know, I'm talking about with the thinning gray line, more and more, especially here in Knoxville, you know, people that have retired, within a year of retirement, they're dying. Not a lot, but enough to make you go, what the hell is going on? You get the newspaper, you see an obituary. Hey, this guy was like the deacon of this church. He was constantly getting involved in civic uh, duties. He was helping community members. He was getting out and doing this. And then shortly after work, with no known physical ailments, 
They fell over. They just fell over. How is it that when you're struggling to survive and be an impact and be a leader of the community, you just fall the fuck over? That makes no sense. You know, oh, you know, the other thing that's huge is the number of diabetics. You know, when you look at it, it's lifestyle. Well, not always. I mean, for type two, it could be lifestyle. It, it's the stuff we're eating. So are we eating too many processed foods? Well, yeah. I mean, but that's been a known problem, you know, and they can't tell you that you can fix it with metformin. No, they don't want to tell you to fix that shit. That's why all the good books about how to reverse type two diabetes, it's getting kind of hard to find. Because the people that could say you met Foreman the rest of your life and you just keep eating, you know, 18 fucking hundred little Debbie snack cakes and then pop some metformin and then later you're taking shots and then later you're having to do this. Then you cut off your fucking foot because you believe that the medicine would help you. I mean, look at COVID. Oh, yeah, look at COVID. You know, they said get the shot. You'll be more virulent. You know, you'll be better protected against it. No. Then it came out, no, you could still get it. Jesus. So here, get the booster. You know, before the actual shot itself had been fully tested, you know, they were trying to look out for people. I'm not saying that the shot won't in 10, 12 years be, you know, better set up for SARS. But, you know, suddenly the flu disappeared. And now we've got a massive flu outbreak again with just a quiet bit of COVID in the background. Yeah. Fucking social media. Right? Everybody panicked, social distance, government started giving you free money. What happened? Yeah, this is what's happening with the thin grade line too. So all of these people, all of these workers were left home. Right? You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't do anything because of fear of spreading a contagious disease or the flu or the cold or anything else, you know, because what if you had the cold and SARS and you sneeze and you spread it or you had the flu. We know how easy the flu spreads. Look how many schools get shut down for the past 20 years. Every time one little ankle biter farts in class, the next thing you know, everybody's down. So one of the things that increased and why suicide has increased in the past two years, and this is just, not just me. You can actually look this up. Look, you know, CDC, look at your state information. But during the time of covid Three things really jumped up, like Uber Eats and deliveries, you know, because restaurants were shut down for public use, but to help people out, right? Because you couldn't go to the grocery stores and find food. So restaurants were allowed to open and sell food, right? Because a lot of their food distribution centers weren't grocery stores, so they weren't running out. They had stores and warehouses set up, to, you know, for supplies and logistics, so what many states did was started to allow alcohol delivery. Now, that's a fun fact, right? But then suddenly, some states, including Tennessee, said, you know what? Package stores can open, right? Because vodka, you can use that to sanitize. You know, a lot of vodka and alcohol manufacturers actually made sanitizers. And then the little dumbasses in Florida started drinking it because it was made, you know, with vodka or other materials. So, you know, we, we won't worry about that. Darwin will square those people away. But one of the things that happened to the gray line, we're talking people my age and younger, day drinking. Because what the hell else were they going to do? They were locked away. Drug and alcohol abuse escalated. I mean, it fucking skyrocketed during the lockdown. 
because people were locked in. Families were fighting. Domestic violence shot up. Why? Because day drinking and drug use. The only people that were going out were these Uber drivers. And then, you know, certain counties and states were finding how the hell the drugs getting spread around. Well, let's start checking these delivery people out, right? Because FedEx and UPS and stuff like that, they weren't delivering that shit. But Uber Eats, yeah, he's, he's got a lot of cash on him. A tax went up on him, things like that. So the gray line, my generation, you know, they're told to go back to work. They can't. They're so hooked on being home, that retirement phase idea, that there are some cases, not everybody, they're saying, I can't go to work because around dinner time, lunchtime, you know, I'm used to having me a little bit of a drink and taking a nap and things like this. But then they're finding out, you know what, they got to get their shit squared away because where their kids got addicted, and I'm just talking about locally, okay? You have to research your own area. Because the drug usage went up, you know, they were getting stoned all the time. They can't get jobs. Talk to HR people. Look how hard it was after they allowed people to go back to work, you know, for the younger generation to be able to pass a drug test. The older guys were like, fuck that. I'm just going to buy beer and liquor. So we've had an increase in that. Depression. Because of the fact of having to go back in after such a long period of layoff, getting paid to do nothing. I mean, you were manipulated. A lot of people were manipulated in becoming complacent. And they started looking at, no, you're going to take care of me. You put us in this situation. You allowed this. No, your mind did. You and your mind said, oh, you know, this is a condition. I can't deal with it. I'm depressed. So I'm going to drink and I'm going to do drugs and I'm going to be hateful to my family. Take fucking responsibility. Take responsibility. You know, because everybody's like, well, I'm upset because nobody at work likes me. So what? Maybe you're giving off bad vibes. Maybe you're doing this. Do your job. You're not there to make friends. You know, Susie Moore, if you didn't, if you don't know her, excellent writer, excellent writer. She grew up, you know, running away constantly. She had an abusive, alcoholic, and drug-addicted father. She was always looking to get approval because, you know, growing up poor and growing up abused, kids are just vile little fuckers, you know, because if your mommy didn't get you a Tickle Me Elmo and you got some hand-me-down from Goodwill, oh, you're poor, your dad's in prison, shit like that. But she got into writing her books like, Let It Be Easy, Stop Checking Your Likes. I'll put these links on the show notes. Uh, but it's where people were getting hooked into approval traps. And it's true. You know, we were talking about social media earlier. I made a post. I wasn't worried about likes. I wanted to make sure it got shared because I know for a fact, I know from personal experience, I know from working in Alaska, I know from working remote and what's happened to friends of mine that were in those situations, the mentality they get into, right? So for people distance that use social media and, you know, this was common. This was very common when I was in Alaska and on Wake Island because the time difference, people get frustrated. It's like, nobody's responding to my post. Nobody's responding to this because they wanted instant gratification. They wanted that approval of their post, just like some people on LinkedIn. I don't approve this. This has nothing to do with business. But I was trying to communicate, you know, information about it. And then when I put up something that was humorous, 
that's what got spread. Because they didn't want to repost something and someone said, what the hell's wrong with them? Are they depressed? Are they suicidal? They just want us to call on this? No. Susie Moore put in her books. People are like that, you know. And because of that instant notification, you think like a dozen people are going to respond and hit like, love, share, move this shit around. No. Why would they? Don't worry about that. Post your shit. Let people know you're okay. Throw something funny up there. Throw something obscene up there for the ones who are like that. You know, not everybody is, you know, prim and proper. And the only reason they're prim and proper is because that mentality, the mindset of the people they want to be around, like the people that are like me. I like everybody. I don't really like everybody. I'm just saying that because i got a fucking podcast. I want everybody to feel special. No, I don't. I want you to get the message you're supposed to get. And if the message isn't in today's show, I don't care. You know, I'm hoping that when I reach out to somebody, the experiences and things I'm seeing, if you see it, if you go through it, you know how to respond. You know how to assist and aid. Yours is going to come back because where everybody sees how giving and supportive and loving and caring you are, if, God forbid, anything bad happens to you, they'll reciprocate. They'll mirror what you did for others. That's, you know, where people forget about this holiday. It's about what we give and what we do, not what we get and what we receive. And like Susie Moore said in the book, post your stuff. Say what you got to say. Don't worry about the receiver. Because today may just be a bad day for them. You may be distant, total different time zone. Give them a minute to absorb it. You know, like my show has increased so much. Uh, I've developed so many more listeners not just because I was on Spotify or I'm on iTunes, because other people that are listening to me on iHeartRadio, that's their preferred choice, right? Because some people pay for subscriptions. And then it comes up and people are like, hey, listen to this show. Then they get intrigued by others. I can't tell you how many emails I get. It's like, hey, I like the show. I like the way you add these things. I like the way you put optimism and give us ideas like on your vitamins and you know some of the content. The other stuff's just not for me. Good. Good. Go on to another show. Come back on occasion. Scan through. And if you find something else that you could share with something, somebody that's beneficial, then do that. Don't get hooked. Don't let me be that social media icon that you just listen to and it's like, oh yeah, this is all great. No. There's other great stuff out there too. When it comes to you, I promise you'll find the message I'm trying to give you. And the message I'm trying to give you is, think about the thin gray line. As you get older, I've already told you, you know, we fell apart from due to isolation, alcoholism, diabetes. The older generation's dying. We're dying. You're dying. The minute you're born, the minute you were born, you start to die. Live every fucking day. Make plans. Try and shoot for tomorrow. Try and do that. But make sure you're living today. Don't ruin it with bad decisions. I mean, have have fun. Try things. I'm, I'm not saying that. You know, I'm not condoning drug use. I'm not, and by drugs, I'm talking about pharmaceuticals, chemicals, things like that. No huffing of gas. Shit that people did back in the day to get asphyxiated and think they were doing drugs, but no, they were asphyxiated. You know, live like there's no tomorrow. It's not, it's not promised. You know, I'm not going to do that. Hallmark thing and say, oh, you know, this is going on, this is going on. But don't end shit either. 
Live today fully. If you're having a bad day, fucking call 988. Or go on the website, get my contact information, reach out to me. I'll fucking call you. I will. You know, I'm telling you, communicate with somebody. What do I say in all the shows? Plan, prepare, communicate, engage. Plan to have a good day, right? Plan to have a good day. Prepare. If you get up, get your small habits going, drink your coffee, you know, um, rub one out, you know, masturbate. Yeah, get that going. Release the serotonin. Release all the good chemicals into your body. Take a shower. Do something loving for your spouse. Do something loving for your family. Plan on coming back to them, right? Because nobody plans on getting killed at work. That's what pisses me off about some of the safety people. Oh, I got I to gotta change their mindset. I got to do this. No, you don't. They don't plan on getting fucking hurt. You you don't have to think like that. Be the eyes in the back of the head. Where they start getting hurt is because they've been day drinking, coming back from the weekend. They got to get back to that mindset. Then after hours and hours and hours of doing the same thing, they just get tired. They get physically tired. Be the eyes in the back of the head. Don't fucking safety cop them and beat them around. You know? But again, the message is we're dying. Live your life. Don't shorten it. I mean, I'm not telling you not to drink, not to enjoy foods, not to do that. Do moderation. And like I told you in my previous, from fat and fabulous to bald and beautiful, when I was told I was dying, that's when I really started to live. I stopped doing the stupid shit that was shortcutting my life. And I was doing vitamins. I was getting out. I, I got, you know, I just got into a different mindset. And once you get in that mindset, Christmas is coming. If you see somebody that's having a bad time, Talk to them, okay? Even if they don't call 988, if you actively listen without trying to listen just so you can respond, just listen to them. Let them vent. You know, make sure you repeat back what they heard so that you know what they're saying. They know you're listening. You could change a life. Give 50 cents to a stranger that's asking. You know, it it could have a triple or ripple effect. You know, if I win the lottery, fuck Fuck all of you guys. I'm still doing the podcast, but I'm going to be donating to St. Jude's and I'm going to be donating to these veterans organizations where, you know, 22 a day, hopefully we drop it down to 22 every five years. It's not going to happen. I mean, because we're putting more into fucking don't, you know, putting crystals into space and uh, waiting to have sex up there to see how babies are going to be born in a zero gravity atmosphere than worrying about what we have on the ground now. That's just the way it is. Technology is stealing. Artificial intelligence stealing your minds. The third gray line. When all of my generation's gone, you guys are fucked. Remember this, because you want artificial intelligence to do the heavy thinking. You don't want that stress that we went under. You want to sit at a computer, which is going to affect your heart. Yeah, you'll get out and play, but then you'll stop because somebody liked your comment on Facebook. You're fucked. Because, like I said with social media, if you heard five different people say it, it must be true. So if I want to get back at you, I just get 10 people to say, you're a jackass, you're a jackass, you're hateful, uh, you kick stuffed kittens. And guess what? They'll believe it. Believe in yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of those you love. Take care of those you don't know. Live a grand and glorious life. So, dropping on December 23rd, because it'll be December 24th for my friends in Japan and uh, Thailand and Okinawa and stuff, I'll be releasing two different Christmas shows. 
Now, it's just reading of the Twas the Night Before Christmas, but once for the naughty people like myself who get a good laugh out of stupid shit, and one's the normal one. God bless you. God keep you. Do great things. Remember, we're dying every day, so let's live it like it's today is our final day. Now get the fuck out of here and enjoy the rest of your life. I love you. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to Diary of a Bald Man. Alan Wofford has left the building.